Hello there, my name is Brad, and we are Grace Teaching today. This is our second part of the meaning of the nativity. You know, many of us set up our nativity sets, whether it be on a uh, table or near the Christmas tree during the holidays, uh, or we even uh, set them out in the front yard. We have a nativity set. But uh, we're going through the nativity story and remember, Jesus died for us so he could give his life to us, so he could transmit his life through us. So we're going through the full circle of his life here on earth and his resurrection. And so we're just kind of going through that. And so we want to thank you for joining us here in uh, the true meaning of uh, Christmas, um, which is Jesus, the reason for this season. Jesus as a carpenter, and so we talked about, you know, the birth of Jesus in, in the first part and uh, him growing up uh, with the disciples and, you know, with the Jewish leaders and the Pharisees. And, and so he had a purpose. Uh, we talked about him having two ministries before his third and final ministry. And so right now, though, we're talking about Jesus as a carpenter. You know, Jesus grew up, and uh, of course, Joseph was a woodworker and carver and uh, carpenter, and uh, he taught Jesus how to do carpentry work. And, uh, you know, the thing about it is with a carpenter, is a carpenter, I actually did uh, carpentry work for a little while, and it wasn't my skill or interest, but I did try it for a little while. <clears throat> I got the carpenter belt and the nails and the, and the bags and the, the carpenter uh, hammer and all that stuff. And I tried to follow instructions to the best of my ability at the time. And, well, it was a no-hoper. But nevertheless, I learned something in that short time. Carpenters make objects. And that's what they do. They, they form, uh, they sand, they grind, they cut. And, you know, they have tools that they use to form, uh, whether it be a chair or a table or a house, uh, they use tools to accomplish their goal. And that's what Jesus does with us as a, the carpenter today, uh, as we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Proverbs 3.12 tells us, The Lord disciplines those he loves. He is like a father who disciplines a son he is pleased with. Now, what is the Lord's discipline? That's what I want to talk about. A lot of times I used to think, now this is how off I was. I used to believe that uh, when we messed up, Jesus would come after us and, uh, you know, as his people, he would uh, break our legs and put us over his shoulder and uh, make us look at him. And, uh, you know, I was so far, I was so misled in that teaching and my own understanding. But as you do an in-depth study, <laughs> as we did an in-depth study on the Lord's discipline, it actually means, the Greek word for discipline means to train up a child, okay? To train up a child so that they mature and realize their full potential. So this is gonna require necessary discipline, training or education. And so as we walk with the Lord, remember whoever, the one who has began this good work will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. We are in the process from the time of our conversion till the time we're absent from the body present with the Lord. 
uh, we are being formed into the people he wants us to be in, his image, of course. And so remember, this is uh, the word uh, discipline actually means it's a verb. It's an action word, and it's something that he does. He initiates this in our lives. And so uh, Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child in a way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So remember, God allows problems for his glory and to mature us. So we have to remember that uh, uh, discipline, you know, the word discipline is meaning uh, training. And so the maybe you thought discipline was uh, something different. But training is, uh, it, you know, it's not enjoyable while it's happening, as the writer of Hebrews is going to tell us. In fact, it's painful, but afterward there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. And so David went through this training as well, and uh, he said, uh, you know, the Lord restores my soul and leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And so what uh, the Lord had to do is train uh, David and, and teach him how to walk in the right path and to do what's right. And uh, so it's painful a lot of times because the Lord isolates us and he puts us alone with himself and he says, I'm enough. Maybe you're going through that now during the holidays. It's a very difficult time. You know, you might be saying, I'm so lonely. Well, the truth of the matter is I was a single Christian for 17 years or so. And I didn't get married until I was 51 years old. And so, you know, there was a lot of times where I was saying that, you know, and I would say uh, during the holidays, away from family and just by myself, I would say, you know, I'm so lonely. And, uh, you know, one thing the Lord whispered to me, and he made himself very real to me, he says, you're never alone. Therefore, you can never be lonely. I am. And that was really encouraging for me at that time in my life. And so I just kept my focus there and uh, continued to practice his presence during the, the holiday season and uh, continued to do so. Uh, the rod of love, you know, we think about the word painful, you know. It's painful and uh, just training sometimes, but it's with the rod of love. Okay, and that's what it means to, to, when the Lord brings out this rod of love, he uh, actually will sometimes allow us to be alone with him. And uh, that's when he says, I'm enough. And it's kind of like you're on an island with him, and that's it. Okay, so the catalyst for change, uh, what would you think the catalyst for change would be for a child of God? Well, if you're a child of God in Christ, catalyst for change, of course, is going to be his love for us. In fact, when we receive the uh, revelation of God, our Father's love, which is unconditional love, it's going to cause us to uh, want to, you know, this is how God changes us, is with his love. And so remember, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, loves you unconditionally. 
And this has nothing to do with the physical performance or behavior. Okay? Nothing at all. You know, when we receive the revelation of our Father's love, like I mentioned, it will give us that desire to want to please Him. Okay? And so remember again uh, the promise Jesus made here. He uh, said in John 20, verse 21, he says, Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And so Jesus was loved by the Father unconditionally. And what Jesus is saying is, I love you the same way. I'm sending you now, and I love you unconditionally. Okay, so Jesus came to earth uh, in the form of a baby for a reason. He came to make himself available for the Father's will. That's why oftentimes we hear him say, Father, not my will, but yours be done. Okay, so the word available, remember Jesus was available, and Jesus gave us the example of how to live dependent on him now through the way he lived dependent on the Father. And so the word available in the Greek language, it just, it just means, are you able to be used or obtained or are you... Uh, are you able to be used or obtained at someone's disposal? Okay. The Hebrew word, it actually means, are you handy to go with me now? And so that's what Jesus says to us every single morning. Are you handy at this moment to go with me now into this world, into the dark places? You know, a lot of times the Lord will lead us in places that nobody else wants to go in. And if we're on board with him, we will go with him. Okay, we will go on, go with him into these places that nobody else wants to go in. Okay, and so keep that in mind. Uh, the Hebrew word, uh, again, it means, are you handy to go with me at this time? And so Jesus gives that to us. He oftentimes will say, you know, are you available? Are you handy to go with me into this world right now? Am I able to work through you? And, and, you know, it's a yes or no. Did you know that? We choose that. We choose, yes, Lord, I'm available for you to work through me today. Or we can just choose not to do that and say, you know, like the world, no, that's too hard for me. I don't want any part of that. You know, when Jesus was uh, with Philip, Philip said, show us the Father and that'll be enough for us. Well, and what, did ha what happened? Jesus said, Philip, when you've been with me, you've seen the Father. You see, if you don't believe that, believe in the evidence of the miracles themselves. It wasn't me doing them. It was the Father working through me that was doing them. You see, so are you learning from Christ's example? Are we available for Christ and his will to be done today? If so, through the day, say, thy will be done. That just means you want him involved in your life. You want the Lord Jesus to work in your on your behalf. And that's my prayer today. Lord, your will be done. I need you today to go with me into the dark places. You know, wisdom is the, the ability to see as God sees. And we oftentimes, you know, we, we are in circumstances or situations and uh, we're perplexed or we're experiencing pressure or, you know, we... Uh, you know, we go through trials and tribulations in this world and physical problems and heartaches and and loss and, you know, 
And uh, we have to be able to receive the wisdom. Uh, we, you know, wisdom, again, like I said, is the ability to see as God sees us, to see as God sees. You know, Proverbs 22, verse 4 says, True humility and fear of the Lord leads to riches, honor, and a long life. So what is humility, first of all? Well, humility, the opposite of humility is I can do this. I got this. But humility is, no, I don't have this. I don't got this. Lord, if you don't do this, it ain't going to get done. Fear of the Lord just means I, I reverence the Lord. I, I see my need for dependency on him to live the Christian life. Do you see that? And the promise is riches, honor, and a long life. Okay? So be encouraged. This has been the, the story of the nativity. And now remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. God bless and Merry Christmas.